Welcome to the Make Ready with the Experts podcast. I'm your host, Fernando Coelho. We're here at Pantio Studios bringing you the very best from in and around the firearms industry, covering topics like guns, gear, firearms training, self-defense, and so much more. Everything from industry insights about the latest gear and training techniques, to hunting, survival, and empty hands. But this isn't just about the guns, folks. This is about the stories. The military, law enforcement, and civilian stories of heroics protecting our country, fellow citizens, friends, and neighbors. MakeReady.tv is the official website of Pantio Productions and features over 5,000 segments from world-famous instructors. With new video titles added each month, MakeReady.tv is widely known as the Netflix of firearms training. However, we really do go beyond that. We have survival series. We have empty hands. We have edged weapons. We cover armorer skills. We've done documentaries, even medical and hunting. With your subscription, you will have access to an extensive library of videos. To be quite honest, we got a lot. Be sure to visit MakeReady.tv and subscribe today to stream our exclusive content to any device, anywhere, anytime. This is content that just may save your life or the life of someone you love. On today's show, we have the opportunity to sit down with Rick Hogg from Warhog Tactical. Rick is former U.S. Army Special Operations. He was with the U.S. Army Special Forces, and with the Army Special Forces, he was also a canine handler, which, little hint, we have some titles that are going to be coming in the near future on canine dog handling. We just finished filming, and we had a chance to sit down and chat for a little bit. So here we are. Rick. Another good day of filming. Yeah, buddy. I had no idea we would be able to get this much shit done in one day. So I figured in honor of us not fucking up today <laughs> and not breaking anything, not dropping a camera, Charles, um, I got here two Padron 1964s. Nice. I figured we would awesome. start off with these. Thank you, buddy. And... Um, you know, it's funny, when I first got into cigars, mm -hmm. I started with um, the Fuente Opus X. You know, you think you would start like mild cigars, work mm -hmm. your way up to medium and stronger. No, I just jumped right in. And um, back then, the only good cigars, I used to think, were very few um, cigars, like the Dominican cigars, like the Fuente, but everything had to be Cuban. Mm -hmm. Dude, today, you can get cigars from... Nicaragua, uh, DR, just about anywhere that are really good. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I've been very fond of these, so I figured we'll light awesome. these bad boys up. Nice. Well, so. seeing, seeing how you did that, and I'll let you cut your stuff, so I'll give you a little rundown on what I got here. What do you got? So um, little Teutonic Distillery. So I got intro to these guys um, off of Pat Max and uh, CJ's podcast, The University of Badassery. So they're, no one shit. Of, yeah, they're one of their sponsors there. So just tagging them and they kind of reached out and was like, hey man, you want to try some? And I was like, absolutely. And I tell you by far, this maple flavored is my favorite. I mean, it's just a smooth, 
great taste in bourbon. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, so, let me see this. Yeah, very cool. Taconic Distillery. Wait. Taconic, Taconic, Taconic. New York. No fucking shit. Stanfordville. Dude. Um, I lived just outside of Poughkeepsie. Mm -hmm. And I was right by Taconic Parkway, where my house was. And I always used to go up and hang out in Millbrook. And Millbrook is like five miles from this place. Yeah. No shit. That yeah, is buddy. so cool. I mean, that's like, talk about, man, bringing back memories. All right, so this double barrel maple bourbon. Ooh, maple. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. You, you are leaving this with me, right? <laughs> I plan on leaving you a glass bottle. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. All right, but, uh, 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 well, wait a minute. I take it it came with more than that? You know, I had to sample it because I wanted to make sure it wasn't potentially uh, contaminated with the with the current pandemic. You know, oh, I don't want yeah, you to catch yeah. the bug. Hey, hey so. alcohol kills the bug. <laughs> Isn't that what the president said? Clean, I had to clean my system out. <laughs> oh, well, dude, pour. I'll start lighting. All right, we buddy. Got, we got to try that. I mean, dude, seriously. I, I tell that you, is, it's, it's some great, fantastic bourbon. That is so cool. I mean, that small world. Oh, yeah. Small world. That is... And you said Mac was using or drinks that? Yeah, yeah, Mac. You know he he swears by it as well. They've got a couple different. Um, I'm not super savvy as far as all their different blends. I know the maple though is absolutely just fantastic. Oh, so, dude, I gotta um, I gotta harass Mac and go, what's up, man? Why didn't you let me know about this stuff? <laughs> uh, very cool, very yeah. cool. Well, it's a good way to end a shoot. Normally. We're scrambling to the very last minute, mm -hmm. but not this time. So I'm actually very happy. And we still have one more day of knocking it out. And yeah. what's what's really cool is here we are, 10 years of filming videos. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time we've done Airsoft. Well, it, it's funny because here's just my thing. I think people are skept, you know, skeptics of it. And trust me, I was one of those guys. I'm a skeptic on everything. Yeah. Until I went to SHOT Show. Went over to the EVIC booth, shot that gunpowder target. And I'm like, there is something here that can take training to the next level. Now I got it. It's electronic. There's some inherent, you know, downfalls with that. But man, put that in the man cave. Mm -hmm. And you'd be out there, you know, wrecking it. I can sit there and go, doesn't matter. Two o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon. I can get out and get some training in. So yeah. especially with the pandemic going on, granted your place is open, but North Carolina, I mean, we're pretty much locked down. You know, ranges aren't open, people aren't really doing anything, but this gives a prime opportunity to do some training, you know, at the house. So. No, I, I'm digging it. I mean, timing is classic. I mean, you're right. Every different state's different. Everyone's been shutting down, stuck at home. Uh, not knowing what to do. Heck, our streaming service is spiked because people are mm -hmm. watching Netflix and, and everything else and watching our stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when you want to train and it's either, like we're spoiled, we're here in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's warm most of the time. Sure. Even in January, you could be out on the range. Mm -hmm. If you live like Oregon, the Dakotas, oh. Yeah. I mean, Maine. Oh, yeah. Vermont. Horrible. Ugh, no, no. You're going to yeah. be inside. Yeah. No, and you're going to be inside a lot. You know from being up in the Northeast? I mean, yes. We grew yes. up there. Yes. 
you know, it wasn't like you're out there, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, and the Airsoft technology has definitely improved over the years. Yep. Um, and, and it's continuing to grow. Yep. So like one of the, you know, we talked about in the video, um, as far as the electric rifles, mm-hmm. now they're looking to run gas at some point so that now hopefully there'll be a little more realism, bolts will lock back, a little more action like we're used to in a regular firearms. So it, it'll get there. No, it's it's cool. You're running Safari Land holsters that mm-hmm. run your regular standard pistols, your Glocks, your Walthers, mm-hmm. uh, your Archon Type B. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you can turn around and run the exact same pistols in Airsoft. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's awesome. The only thing I wish we could do is be able to put a dot optic on an Airsoft but I don't think it'll work with the, the, the mass. I think the weight's going to be too much. Yeah. Um, and then you're kind of going, hey, do I put something, you know, can I actually build something that would work that's right. going to give me something close? Right. I mean, granted, on the rifles, yeah, we're running actual aim points on there. That's too easy. So but no, I, think, I, think, I think with the pistols, you'd be hard-pressed. The other thing, too, with the pistols is your limited as far as swapping your sights out. So you kind of got the factory sights on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, no, there, there couple, are. A lim- couple limitations, but. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think on the best part though, they're in the right direction mm-hmm. and it is something that people should be doing. Oh, absolutely. You know, but definitely let's try this. Cheers, buddy. I'm sorry. Excellent shoot. Dude, that's good. Oh yeah, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. You can actually taste the maple. Is that yeah that, and it's not like it, the maple's overpowering. No, it's no. just no. It's not. Like, tint. It's not a flavored bourbon. It, it's just a hint. Yep. Yep. Dude, that's um. It's Damn. nice. That's it's, good. Yeah. That is good. Oh, yeah. You know why it's good, though? Oh, you're going to give me something about New York or the water. Yes, or, yes, yes. It's yes, no yes. different than you people in the city going, the bagels are the best because of the water. Well, because they are. And the pizza's <laughs> the best because of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And? <laughs> Dude, they're up in Dutchess County. That's why. That's why it's so good. Mm-hmm. Well water up there. Um, I, I have no idea. How much you want to bet? They're probably growing their own stuff over there. To make this and huh. is that is that eastern or western New York or center New York? Right off the Hudson, right off the Hudson River. Okay. They call it the Hudson Valley. Yeah, yeah. So when you're going up, you have Manhattan, mm-hmm. and then get out of Manhattan, you're into Yonker or into the Bronx. Mm-hmm. From the Bronx, you're in Yonkers, you're in now Westchester County. Yep. I know Westchester. So next county up is Putnam, very narrow strip, mm-hmm. still along the Hudson. And then as soon as you leave Putnam, you're in Dutchess County. Okay. So Dutchess County. Um where you have one of the Vanderbilt mansions, mm-hmm. where you have uh, the FDR estate, okay, um, Rhinebeck, the Aerodrome. Uh, uh, you have so many little villages, mm-hmm. uh, places to go that in the fall, well, like the New England area, oh, yeah. you know. But in New York, and uh, Hudson Valley has really been known for like grapes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly shocked, bourbon. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. This is outstanding. Yeah, 
gun stuff has gotten really stupid in New York, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. It, it's gotten to the point where, um, you know, you're not really, you can't train up there. Mm -mm. That's, you know, that's impossible. Yeah. So now you're having to go to surrounding places. New Jersey's still a pain. That's a rough state as well. Uh, New Jersey was always a pain. Um, Even when I was living in New York, it was a pain. Yeah. Hell, I had an, I had an ammo company in New York. I can't, I can't picture having an ammo company there now. I mean, but you got gun manufacturers there. You know, it's weird. There's still some some roots there, and I yeah. think it. I think it goes back just to you know early history, and that's kind of where things got established at. But you're like, how are these guys surviving? How are they making it? You know, people forget that when you hear New York, you think the city. Mm -hmm. All these liberal numbnuts mm -hmm. in the city. Then you have all these people that live in Westchester County that want to own a gun and can't. Mm -hmm. And then further up you go in Westchester County, the little easier it is to get a gun. It's predicated on the, the sheriff's department of each mm -hmm. county. At least it was when I lived there. I mean, heck, when I was 18, I was able to get a carry permit in Dutchess County. Now, when you were 18 to 21, your parent had to go with you to get your gun, but you could have a carry permit. Now the stupidity was you had to have an amendment for every gun with yes. your photo and your uh, information on that firearm. So lo and behold, if you happen to have five or six guns and you go out that day with the wrong amendment, it's like having no permit. Yeah. But uh, it's it's changed so radically. I mean, but I, you know, here's here's a prime example, kind of getting back to the airsoft. You know, for people like that, and I hate to use the unfriendly states. I hate to be hateful to those people that live there but it gives them some options. So I got it, you know, you're restricted by whatever rules the state has put on you. Yeah. You know, hopefully I can at least do something at my house, you know, run an airsoft where that's not gonna be infringed upon, but I can still get my training. Cause like you said, it would stink to have the wrong gun with me. I happen to get pulled over. I try to do the right thing. Yeah. Here you go. And it's like, ooh, yeah. wrong permit amendment, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's trying to do the right thing. It's very difficult, especially in the training world, to be going from um, going from place to place mm -hmm. um, training. And you're trying to, I mean, think about the New England area. You want to go do a class in Connecticut, the law is going to be different than uh, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. going to be different than uh, Massachusetts. Oh, yep. Uh, so just drive along Route 84 from Pennsylvania to New York to Connecticut, and you just keep going across. It's radical. Mm -hmm. It's different. Uh, I hope it changes for the better. I mean, I really do. But uh, more importantly, here we are. Mm -hmm. Your video, your first video, uh, how to cross-dress. Oh, no, no, that's the one we're doing next month. I'm sorry. I get them confused. Um, <laughs> Don't you mean DVD? Oh, I dated myself. I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. You know how many times I've heard from knuckleheads? DVDs, they still make those? Huh. You ever heard of Redbox? Oh yeah, my wife gets movies there all the time. Dude, Duh. really? <laughs> yeah. But, so here we are. Um, Conceal Carry is out now. Mm -hmm. It's out, it was out streaming first. Mm -hmm. Then it came out digital download. Yep. The DVDs just arrived finally from the replicator. So mm -hmm. um, what's feedback been on your end as the instructor on the subject matter? Feedback's been great. Feedback's Good. been, hey, do more. So I had one guy, he was like, um, he was amazed at number one, how long it was. Cause I think it was close to three hours, you know, close to three hours. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have been, man, 
I learned so much from it or I picked up something or whatever the case may be. So everything's been positive. And then, oh, with the kind of kick in the butt of when's the next one's coming? When's the next one's? When's the next one's? So people Good. are, you know, people are eager to get more. Um, you know, this one here, I, I think it's going to need, you know, just a little bit of stroking for lack of better terms. Because again, I was one of the guys, Airsoft, mm. again, kids running around out in the woods shooting each other. What good is that for me? Yeah, that was my initial, it, yeah. <clears throat> but like I said, I prior to us even talking, and here's the funny part, prior to us talking, I was already, after leaving shot, and really the what set the hook was yes, you know, actually giving a shake for myself. But when my wife goes, when we getting one? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, if I just, if they sold her, and she's not a super gun person, mm -hmm. and she's eager to train. Come on now, no, that's so, true. That's true. You know that's that's the biggest thing is I think people just need to understand it's not your old fashioned airsoft, whatever it used to be, or kids running around, which yeah they still do. It is a viable training tool mm -hmm. to make yourself a better marksman. Well, and timing was interesting because we were actually running parallel. You were at Shot Show. Mm -hmm looking at gear. Mm -hmm. I was at SHOT Show talking to the folks at Umarex, mm -hmm. talking to uh, Justin, and they wanted to do a, an entire video, which shocked me, mm -hmm. on Airsoft because this practice to protect um, theme that they wanted to go with, which made a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, if they hadn't told me that, I probably still wouldn't have done an Airsoft video. Mm -hmm. But when Justin said the term practice to protect, for some reason, that just drove it home. Yeah. It, no, made, it made sense. 100%. And I mean, I think we've seen just here today, everything's been filmed in the backyard. Mm -hmm. We didn't go to the range. Nope. You know. Um, didn't have a we'll, need to. No. We'll do some stuff in the house, you know, but yeah. there's, it's to show people, hey man, here's the beauty. And again, people have to understand it's a tool that I have in my toolbox mm -hmm. that, yep, I still want to do my regular, you know, real firearms dry fire training because that's important. But this gives me a supplement that I can actually launch projectiles, work the trigger multiple times, numerous different things I can do. Oh, I have a new family member, child, whatever the case may be, and I want to teach them firearm safety. Mm -hmm. I want to teach them gun manipulation. You know, the shooter out there that realizes from doing our little eye dominance test, oh man, I thought I was right eye dominant. I'm really left. Do I transition, you know, trying to learn to shoot a rifle left-handed? decision you're going to make but at least you've got a tool you can do that stuff with so makes sense makes yeah. sense you know it'll be interesting to see it, this video when it comes out mm -hmm. what's it going to do to the training industry and i'm not saying because we're pantheo productions it's a big deal <clears throat> but we're putting out a legit video mm -hmm. on airsoft training mm -hmm. and the applications of airsoft to better your to hone your skills mm -hmm. And hell, some people don't have skills. Sure. And they can start on the airsoft. So 100%. I really wonder now, once we get this out there, how many instructors are going to start to say, hey, you know what? Airsoft is legit. You should really try airsoft at home. I would like to see that. But unfortunately, I also know our industry. Mm, yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. I will never badmouth anybody else you know, but we're very quick to backstab our own. Yeah, I've seen that. Y you know, I mean, hey, if you've got a problem with, with something somebody's putting out, there's enough different ways to contact people. Contact them direct. Sure, 
Sure. And go, hey, I don't agree, or but we don't need to be sitting there backstabbing each other. That's look, true. You know, look at it because I guarantee there'll be people who go, man, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Well, run with it. Well, it's like other fields, endeavors. You have race car drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all of a, of a high caliber of skill. Mm-hmm. Um, me specifically, I follow F1 and Indy. So you have guys that are top drivers. They may hate each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all driving the same circuit. Sure. You know, essentially almost the same cars. Mm-hmm. Then it comes down to their skills. But in our field, it shouldn't be like that. Mm-mm. It should be everyone is out there teaching, whether it's civilians, law enforcement, or military, or private security sector. You're teaching them to improve their skill set. Yes. And one person, not a single instructor out there has the gospel truth Mm-mm. of what you do this, you don't need to do anything else. Nope. You know, back in the day, God, in the late 60s, uh, early 70s, uh, Bruce Lee from the martial arts world, Mm -hmm. he got it. He got it. It was, he came from a traditional martial art, Wing Chun, saw that he can improve. Eventually that evolved to JKD, Jeet Kune Do. And um, he believed you take a little bit from everybody and and go forward. Unfortunately, I think we're still in the mindset of sometimes with some instructors that, you know, just learn from me. Mm-hmm. My way is the right way. When in reality, it's, it should be, um, no, learn from me. And that dude is right, too. And that dude is right, mm-hmm. too. And that guy is solid. Go, sure. go train from him. Because yep. I've noticed <clears throat> with our videos, I can track through our analytics um, where people go. So they'll go in, they'll watch one video, then they'll skip over to another video. And it's funny how many times somebody will come in to see instructor A and when they'll watch their stuff, then they'll instruct, they'll jump to instructor D or mm-hmm. F and start watching his stuff. So there's merit. I mean, not no single instructor does it. No, we, it, yeah. here's the thing. We all do things a little different. Yeah. And you just got to look at, hey man, is what you're doing, does it work? So right. for me, and, and this is just me, I don't want to teach my students, if you want to say two techniques, a daylight and a nighttime. What I'm teaching you, daylight works night because I need everything universal across the board because guys don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Learn it one way, this is how we do it, it transfers over and then we're good to go. But you know, when you get people, when you're bad mouthing people or backstabbing or whatever you want, you gotta go, what is your true intent? To me, I wanna teach people a skill that I hope, God forbid, they never have to use. Right, right, you know? absolutely. And you sit absolutely. there and go, it, what's your intent for teaching? Mm-hmm. You've got the skill. If you're skilled and something happens, you never use it, great. But God forbid you do. You can sit there, use your skills, and save your life, save your family, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you know, and come home. So that's the driving factor at the end of the day. Now on the flip side, mm-hmm. I've also seen and I think a lot of times it's the kind of the cadre of instructors we happen to thankfully sure. attract. Mm-hmm. I met you through Pat Mack. Mm-hmm. I, I've lost track of how many times I've had one instructor introduce us to another instructor. Mm-hmm. And it's this uh, camaraderie amongst those instructors. Sure. And it really, it's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool because it's a way for all of us to work together. Yeah. It's a way for all of us to promote each other. 100%. And 
at least that shows that there is no one right way. No. Just practice. That's the key thing. Practice. Don't just take a class mm -hmm. and then take a class once and then never do it again. Well, then hell, you just threw your money away. Yeah. Or buy one of our videos, watch it once and put it on the shelf. Or get our subscription mm -hmm. and watch a movie or two, video or two, um, or as you call them, DVDs. <laughs> 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 I haven't said DVD. At least you didn't say VHS tape. Well, you know, I, I was, how about beta? <laughs> oh, Pick this go. up on beta. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were discs too at one time. Oh yeah? There were discs, laser discs. La yeah. yeah, that's right, laser. Yeah. yeah. They were laser discs, right? Is yeah, they were called? big discs, yeah. 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 Almost like uh, LPs. A uh, buddy of mine had uh, the movie Tombstone in, on a disc. No way. Yeah, it was huge, yeah. Wow. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, People have to keep practicing. Mm -hmm. And it's like the competitive shooting world. Maybe not to that extreme, but if you don't keep practicing, I don't want to be that guy that's like, I haven't ridden a bicycle in all these years, and they say, well, just get back on and mm -hmm. you're fine. Yeah, you may keep your bicycle upright, and you're not, maybe you won't fall over, but it doesn't mean you don't suck. Yeah. You know, you're not about to go out and do the Tour de France. Mm -hmm. You know, so when it comes to firearms, if you're not practicing, if you're not dry firing at home, mm -hmm. if you're not practicing getting it out of your holster, and I don't mean your speed rig, I'm talking about your concealment rig. Yep. If you're not practicing that, I always tell people, take your gun and just go to the pawn shop and go take that money and buy your wife something or your mm -hmm. girlfriend something, or nowadays your boyfriend something. <laughs> Ugh, weird, weird times. But anyway, don't have it if you're not gonna use it. Yeah. You know? Well, have it, but it goes into, you got to practice with it. Yes, yes. And, and that's it, you know, do realistic stuff. And I think this is the, where kind of the paradigm shift happens, right? You look at a lot of ranges and granted yours is, you're very open as far as what you can do, what your members are allowed to do out there. But you got a lot of ranges, they can't do squat. Oh yeah, yeah. Put oh. your feet here, basically in the yellow mark. Yes. Shoot one round that way, wait 30 seconds, shoot another round. Yes. Put your gun on the bench. Yeah, you, you know, know, whatever. You can lift your gun off the bench, shoot slowly. <laughs> I mean, then mm -hmm. again, I'm thankful. We have such notoriety with our facility. Mm -hmm. We're now being known as Fallujah. <laughs> We've been known as the war zone. I love that, I love that. Um, lack of understanding from people, but yeah. uh, I totally agree. The worst thing you can do is you own a firearm mm -hmm. and all you ever practice is off a bench, mm -hmm. slow fire, loading off that bench. So you go with your magazine or your revolver. So you have your one cylinder full and you shoot your revolver empty. Now you're gonna dump the cases to the table and you're gonna load from the box into your cylinder and now you're gonna shoot again. Mm -hmm. Or in the case of a semi-auto, you're gonna fire, your magazine's dry, go to slide lock, Put your gun down, you know, magazine out, gun down, loading. What the hell is that? I mean, yeah, it's range time. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're working on your marksmanship, but if you have a concealed carry permit, that ain't gonna help you. <clears throat> I think you hit the key point. You know, it boils down to what is your purpose for going? And, and again, I think for the concealed carry holder, and like we talked about in the concealed carry video, mm -hmm. hey, there's people out there I know because when I used to instruct North Carolina concealed carry, I would ask them that question. Are you willing to take another human's life? And they're like, no, cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you don't practice your firearm skills, 
but you're probably not the person that's going to save your own life. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's just in a realistic way. That's the decision you've made. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're probably the ones going to the range, falling into those, you know, routines, if you want to say for lack of better terms. I would hope they wouldn't. But again, if you're not committed to taking the time to train with that firearm, because like I said, I never want to use it. But man, if I got to, it's going to come out quickly, efficiently, and I'm going to end whatever that threat is so that we're done with it. And that's the, that's the yep. thing people understand. It's not just one shot. You know, there's so many training itises that people do, you know, go out there, whip a shot, boom, and then that pistol's coming right back. Here to tell you, especially with a pistol cartridge, one round, unless you smack them where you need to, yeah. isn't stopping them. Yeah. yeah. And why be so quick to pull that pistol back? And I yeah. think that's where a lot of people... You know, I hate to say it, the, the internet, and you know, kind of pushing some of this trick shooting, speed shooting. That's cool if you're looking for entertainment. If you're looking to save your life, you're calling your shots, you're keeping your pistol out there, you're acquiring whatever that follow-up site picture is. Mm -hmm. Because again, if you've ever engaged a human being before, you want to make sure that that human being is causing you no more threat. And unfortunately, you know, it's one thing to go, nothing wrong with, you know, USPSA, IPSC, whatever. Those are competitions. You're going to give some stuff because that's a competition. However, that still makes you a better shooter, mm -hmm. putting you under certain situation stress, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when you're out there just, hey, there's my single target. I'm coming out. If I'm firing two, three, four, whatever, pick up a follow-up sight picture and then just go from there. So it's just those little things I think are life-saving skills that somehow get swept under the carpet, you know. No, that makes that sense. People miss. That makes sense. And... There's, there's shooting sports out there, mm -hmm. many shooting sports out there. And if you hone your skills in the shooting sports, shooting sports have a merit. Mm -hmm. uh, they will get you into uncomfortable positions, sure. uncomfortable circumstances. Hell, when I was shooting on our team, the most uncomfortable thing that I would encounter is my damn squad. Because I would be on, I was thankful. I suck compared to the rest of the guys. I would have Super Dave Harrington, Bob Vogel, um, <laughs> And I'd have Tom Yost, we used to call the Silver Fox. Uh, so I'd have these guys on our, and they would call us the Super Squad. Mm -hmm. So I would be the one that sucks compared to these guys. So when I go up on deck and it's my time to shoot, half the pressure was those fuckers behind me because I knew I'm going to bone this compared mm -hmm. to how they're going to do. Um, so they, just them watching would raise the bar sure and then i would definitely know i got to do this right and i got to do this quickly because i'm you know going for time and going for accuracy so you want to be down zero but um shit happens i mean the first time i had a front sight break on me and i have no front sight and i'm trying to acquire that sight picture and what the fuck you know tap rack it's still fucked up mm -hmm. because you start going to what they teach you in schools okay something's wrong with your gun bring it into action well first thing i thought of is when i lost my front sight was my gun's out of battery for mm -hmm. some reason my, my brain told me my gun's out of battery so i went to try to resolve it and i ain't got a front sight yeah and you know what if my skill level was that of vogel or super dave it wouldn't have mattered i would have still trucked on engaged i'd be down zero or pretty darn close to it hell when i had to take a headshot i missed because I didn't have my front sight. You know what that taught me? Well, first, have a spare gun. <laughs> you know, bring a spare gun. 
not not bring <clears throat> spare sights. Who the hell would think? Mm -hmm. But what that told me was I needed more trigger time on the range. Yeah. You know, I needed more practice. And um, it was less learned. But here's a question for you. Yeah, you had the pressure of those guys behind you, but I bet you they were also feeding you tips. Oh, yeah. going, you know, and, and that's yeah. the beauty where people, you know, I think a lot of people just get, they don't want to shoot around other people because whether I'm nervous or whatever the case may be, I want the guy to go, hey man, did you know you did this? Yeah. Nope. Or, you know, that's why I say bring out your phone when you're out there training, record yourself to go, hmm, that looks really bad. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully you got a shooting buddy to go, hey man, check out this video. Hey dude, you're doing this, this, or this. It's just to make yourself better. Oh, I agree. And, and just drop the ego a little bit and go, Oh, hey, the, the where, beauty where of, we get better? The beauty of working with a team like that is that happened every time. Mm -hmm. And that happened to them, to each other. Sure. If they would drop a shot for whatever reason, they would, they would analyze it. And if you did badly on a stage, they would walk you through it. And they would say, hey, dude, this is what you did wrong. Next time do this. Mm -hmm. And while that's a course of fire, and that's all make-believe and it's a sport, in reality, what they're helping you with is, hey, you're in the fight. Don't give up. It's problem solving. Yeah, because now, now let's take that to a different scenario. You're at 7-Eleven. Mm -hmm. Your wife sent you out at night to get milk. Now it's like one in the morning. You're out there getting milk because you forgot to get it earlier. Now the place is being robbed and you're the guy with a gun to defend yourself and your gun is jammed. Your gun loses its front sight, whatever the hell it is. Sure. You got to work through the problems. Yep. You have to eliminate the, uh, the threat. Or your red dot, depending on what kind you have. Yeah. Now the emitter has belly button fuzz in it or yep. whatever. Yep. And it's gone. Yep. Or that battery you thought was like brand was new. It was actually five years old and yeah. now it, it shit the bed. Yeah. 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 Nothing worse than bringing up a pistol with a dot and there's no dot. No. Because then you're like. And then wasting more time to try to fish for the dot. Yeah. Or it, let me, let me <laughs> turn it up. Let me turn it down. Let me turn it up again. Wait, no, it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, but, no, no. It goes back to skill. Our streaming video subscribers of MakeReady.tv will now get exclusive access to the video versions of our podcasts. In addition, subscribers will have access to our episodes before they air on iTunes or any other free platform. Be sure to visit MakeReady.tv and subscribe today to stream our exclusive content to any device, anywhere, anytime. I'd like to give a shout out to one of our key sponsors, Walther Arms. We've had the pleasure of working with the folks at Walther on numerous projects. They've been a supporter of ours and we love what they make. Heck, we've even been out to their factory in Elm, Germany and had a chance to look you know, behind the curtain and see what they have in the works and gotta admit, pretty impressed. So, thanks to the folks at Walther, we have a discount code for you. Looking for some clothing? Save 20% off. Use the code MAKEREADY during checkout. Just, there must have been a, 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 an instant when you were active duty mm -hmm. where you were in a situation where you had to work through a problem and working through that problem was to keep you alive. Sure. You know, does something like that ever happen? Oh yeah. Give me a, give so, me a scenario. <clears throat> so probably the one that was kind of the most challenging, um, I wind up, me and Duco, end up falling out of a Gila one night. Duco's your dog. Duco's my military working dog. Yep. Who's now at the house. <laughs> don't bring him. Tina keeps ragging on me because you don't bring him. I'm just saying. 
you know. So here's the problem. If I bring Duco and everyone's like, where's Duco? Where's Duco? Then it becomes the Duco show. Well, yeah, we don't care about you. No. You We're going to film so Duco. There's no filming being done. Duco's and, doing airsoft. And, and we'll get, yeah. <laughs> and he'll probably give you some schooling on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only, only if I had thumbs, he says. <laughs> um, but no, you know, it, it was this one. We wind up, you know, we fall out of the helo together. Probably about a 30-foot fall. I've got him all wrapped up in my left hand because that's how I carry him. Okay. Um, you know, wind up, hit the ground, get knocked out. Lie to myself later on going... I had lost time. What's lost time? Nods are all off, you know. Get up, try to make sure, hey, everything's straight. He looks all right, but you're still in that day state. So now you're operating in a, you know, kind of punch drunk already state. You don't realize it. Get your nods on. Check your magazine. Well, I got no. So nighttime <laughs> jump? Well, it was a nighttime operation. Yeah. yeah, but I ended up, you know, I didn't lose my nods. I just got knocked off my face. I don't know how long I was out for. I know I needed a magazine in my gun. No problem. I'll use my left hand. Oh, that don't work. <laughs> so now I'm dealing with this four-legged beast. This hand doesn't work. You know, yeah, we end up getting, you know, a mag in the gun, so at least my rifle's loaded. But as we're moving up to the target, we've got these little, you know, kind of caves to check out. So now I don't want to send him into the abyss because I don't know what those things are. They're very tiny and narrow, so typically it'd be no drama. I could work him on a long line, you know, with me kind of covering him, but I've only got one hand now. So now I'm trying to figure out how to basically take him, work that leash around my body, mm -hmm. hold the gun one hand, and then try to figure out how do we manipulate him, me, give him cover, make sure these things are cleared, so the boys aren't in jeopardy and then move up to the target building and then to be an honest broker things start getting vague because what i don't realize at the current time is you get um concussion amnesia so i don't remember actions on the target i remember that piece i remember falling out the helo finally coming to no mag in my gun trying to work my dog in those little cavey spots but i don't remember actually what we did on target that wow. there, there comes a point where it's lost time. I don't remember, you know, <clears throat> I don't remember getting back on the heel. I remember being at a kind of a pause point, just standing there, but then it's just, you know, some gaps. But all I cared about was wanting to get my hand back together. So what else did I do in there? I don't know. What was wrong but, with the hand? What happened? So basically when we fell, the way I had him in the vest, it just, basically crushed all this, stretched the, uh, I thought I broke my hand, but ended up stretching out the ligaments there. We ended up squishing um, C5, C6. We get some nerve impingement going on, the whole radiating nerve pain, Ooh. all that crap. But you just, all I care is doc, fix my hand. You know, and the underlying factor is what I believe that was the final straw that pushed me over the edge TBI wise, because all the other you know, head injuries you don't realize you're getting, that's when I think it started rolling stuff. But that was definitely a challenging night for the little bit of time I remember. How do you work this four-legged beast one-handed, still work your gun? That's why we talked about, like in the sling manipulation, running kind of the reverse sling because that's the way I would do it with him. Got it. So. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. And he was fine? He, <laughs> that galoot, he was fine. 
Wow. Nothing, you know, got up, walked away. Hey, he's ready to go, go do business. Um, do I think he's paying for it now? I do. Because actually when we retired him, we kind of halfway med retired him because he, he started losing his ability to jump. It's like he wanted to, but there was almost like um, a neural pathway loss where, you know, going from his brain to his muscles to fire. It's like he had all the drive to go it, but the muscles just wouldn't fire. Okay. okay. So it just became that, hey, buddy, you know, we got to sit there and you're just not, you're not at that ability to be at your, you know, top, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He wasn't at his best. Sure. To be able to perform. So, and, and I didn't want to put, you know, either the boys in jeopardy, myself in jeopardy going, hey, I need you to go up in that, you know, window. And he just doesn't have the ups or. Right, so, right. No, it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. So that was a, that was a total on the fly. I'd never worked anything. And that's a double dip deal. So yeah, I'm trying to work a fire. I'm trying to work a dog, you know? Right. And then, oh, by the way, you're punch drunk dealing with all that stuff. Right. So that was right. a, a very interesting evening. No, that's, that's a, that's a, a messed up scenario. Cause it's not just you, it's you, mm -hmm. it's your dog. Mm -hmm. You have to worry about the dog. You have to worry about yourself. And I've got to provide a service to the voice. Yes. That's the thing is at the end of the day, this is just my opinion. That canine is the biggest combat multiplier on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. um, there's been times where, you know, you've got ISR, which is the birds in the sky going, hey, you need to go right. And the dog's telling you, no, go left. Right. And you know what? The dog's right. Right, right, right. But there's times we trust, you know, we fall down that technology road to go, well, I've got to follow, you know, they've got to know what's right. Nope. Mm -hmm. Trust me, that little, that four-legged guy, he's got your best interest at heart. Right. Know? And listen to what he's going to tell you. That so, makes yeah. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. We, we were using them all the way back, and I know we, we, you've been using dogs for years, but, mm -hmm. I mean, weren't they crucial in Vietnam? They were. But the problem was, you know, the Vietnam era, I mean, those dogs were instrumental, don't get me wrong. The problem back then was they were considered equipment. Really? Yes. So when you, if you think back to Vietnam and all the pushing the helos off the side of the aircraft carriers and all that other stuff, we left over 4,000 dogs in Vietnam. Really? Yes. Yep. Service dogs, working dogs. Military working dogs. Military working yes. dogs. Yeah. Dude, that's like leaving soldiers behind. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it, it was a different time. So fast forward. You know, 2000 Congress passes um, because they used to also euthanize when a military working dog was in at the end of his career, euthanize him. So if you think about Vietnam, you just leave him, no big deal. You know, thank God Congress changed that. Yeah. So now it gave the handler the option to take his retired military working dog. Wow. You know? Yeah. So I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. So all these dogs that went with their handlers to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. There was only, if, if my, and again, I'm not 100%, but I think there was only a couple hundred that ended up coming home. And my gut would probably tell me they might've been injured okay. or somehow the handler brought them back for a second, you know, maybe had to bring them back stateside or something like that. But there was not that many that made it back. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's. And, hmm. But now you see, you know, a, a total paradigm shift because when you look at today's military working dog, mm -hmm. they are a U.S. service member. 
Okay. So I could call a medevac aircraft in for my dog. He gets wounded on the battlefield, call him up. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Very cool. And then, oh, by the way, he's not going typically to a vet because there's limited veterinary staff. He's going to the cash mm -hmm. to be treated by an actual human doctor. Anatomy physiology is anatomy physiology. You just right, got right. to shave the fur. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, like some of the guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Bring out the brush hog. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. But, you know, on, a, on another sidebar note, it's funny because, um, you know, with the profile of courage, we kind of opened up Pandora's box a little bit. Yeah, we did. We did. Which, which is actually a good thing. Because here's why. Um, it was funny. I was the other day with Mike Glover and a couple other veterans there. And that stemmed a very powerful conversation to go, hey, guys, we need to be able as alphas just to talk about some of the stuff we've dealt with. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, it's all right to be emotional. It makes you no less of a man. It right. makes you no less of having the ability to defend yourself, defend your family, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys there, um, he had gotten out in 05. So he had been out for a little bit and he had never addressed some of the stuff that had gone on. So I was like, hey dude, call me. Call me anytime, you know, chat. But it's, you know, I think me and Mike are gonna do something specifically to try to address that, to get the word out. But again, it's, being a little bit vulnerable, and I think that's what people need to understand. There's nothing wrong with it. Makes you know less, but the profile of courage. I could have very easily went, hey, Fernando, cut it. But it was too important to get the message out there. So I appreciate that from you guys. No, I, I thought that the content in there had to be in the video versus ending up in the cutting room floor, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, sometimes we will not put something in a video because we're trying to be conservative. The instructor says something that may be a little too controversial mm -hmm. and we won't put it in the video. But um, no, in that particular case, we felt that there was nothing that was gonna be left out because yeah. that was coming from the heart. Sure. And um, that, that had to be said. So yeah. uh, I, I was very happy with that video. Um, for those of you that have not seen that video, you need to watch that video. Uh, Profile of Courage with our dear instructor here on cross-dressing. I oh, know, I'm sorry. We keep doing that to him. I mean, we do that just- So there was a slight phrase you forget. I'll still kick your asses. So we'll show you guys the Judy Chop, if you're not familiar with it. His dog will <laughs> kick our asses. <laughs> beast, absolute beast. Yeah. So um, you mentioned Mike. Uh, I've actually seen his stuff online. Mm -hmm. I've seen his videos on, uh, or his, his posts on Instagram. Yep. Um, that's very cool that you've been talking to him about this. And yeah. I think, I think he would be actually a good fit for what you're talking about doing. That's actually, that's, that's solid. That's solid. Well, I, I think it's important that here's the thing. I, I'm not downplaying the shrinks, the docs, the VA, any of that. But when you talk veteran to veteran, there's some, I think some better healing yes. that can potentially happen. And you know, the thing is the guys out there need to understand Hey man, at least for me, mm -hmm. I may not have shared the same experience for that same exact moment in time, but trust me, the experiences are the same or we can correlate closely to, hey, there's certain things that happen, understand, and just be able to talk to a guy that 
you know, has it. And at least for me, everyone I talk to, as far as all my veteran guys, I'm not judgmental. It's like, hey, dude, you want to weep, you want to cry? I don't care. Get it out. Get yourself better. Make mm-hmm. yourself, you know, fix yourself to that, you know, whatever point you need to be versus hitting the bottle, putting a pistol in your mouth, eating pills. You know, there's a lot better solutions out there True, true. that the guys can do. Although, so, you mentioned hitting the bottle. We are getting low. We're getting low. <laughs> We're getting low. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taconic Distillery. Gentlemen, we need more. <laughs> if you can send it right now, we'll, we'll get it in there. But we need more. Maybe, I don't know, seven or eight more. Uh, if you have any other variations, we would really like them. So they do, but that maple, man. Oh, dude, that, that, that's, that's outstanding. That's number that's one. Outstanding. Thank you. Now we're taking it neat. There it's you go. Okay. All good. Okay. But yeah. You know, you know what they, they need to include with this? Hmm. A long straw taped <laughs> to the side so you can just put a straw on it. Because so, see, that'd be great just, when I'm on just set. Sipping. Yeah. Huh? You know, well, I, for you. Yeah. I mean, managing the crew, I could just have this sitting there with a long straw and just sipping it out and I'll, I'll be good. Why don't you get one of those baseball hats that have the two beer cans on the side, you know? Uh, that's a little too extreme. I, I think <laughs> I can just put that in like a, like an, um, uh, you know, if it's sitting in Video Village, I can get away with having it sitting there. I mean, I could take a Camelback and fill it with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be sitting Oh, plenty on. of people have put things in Camelbacks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, how do you clean a bladder in a, camelba- a Camelback? I mean, uh, here you go, bourbon. There you go. That's how you do it. Nice. I mean, this stuff is outstanding. Oh, I mean, yeah. Geez, this just makes the... I mean, I could film a lot of videos on this, you know? <laughs> I mean... Just enjoy, you know? All is, good. This is awesome. Cheers, my friend. This, this is awesome. This is awesome. That maple... I'm telling you, it's just that, it's that not overpowering. It's just that little bit of boom. No, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So what are we going to be filming next? What are we going to be filming next? Wow. We got um, a couple, couple decision points coming up, you know, so we're talking the canine stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, we want to do that. We want to do um, some combat stress stuff mm-hmm. as far as building up heart rate. Yes. Um, shooting under physical duress. Because I think that's an important thing. You mean like when your wife yells at you? Yeah. That's a so, whole video. That is a whole video. Yeah. yeah. How, well, that would be similar to dodgeball. If you can dodge your wife, <laughs> you can dodge them all. That's what we need to do. Duck, weave, tuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's like a six-part series. You know, how to make the wife happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not, not six parts. I think that's like, like 18, you know. Well, here's the thing. You start with yes, dear. Yeah. You know, yes, and, yes. and be good. Yes. Um, we probably need to circle back to a carving thing at some point. Yes. You know, we haven't hit the carving. Um, man, I don't know. I'm sure we can figure out some other. There's a lot of stuff we could be filming. Yeah, a lot there's of stuff. stuff. Yeah. There's all, there's all kinds of stuff we can do. We talked about doing, you know, different barrier shoots. Absolutely. You know, so I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there. It's just like anything else. It's getting the time, yeah. figuring out, hey, what do we got? Laying stuff out. And I mean, you've always been fantastic with me. Give me a chapter outline. No questions, no nothing, boom, execute, oh. go. Hey, I mean, and as I've always said, we are like little Switzerland. We are neutral. We are not here to tell you what has to go in a video, mm-hmm. what the video has to be. It's whatever you tell us is in the curriculum that you offer. Sure. And and that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna film. Yeah. Because we're not gonna dilute it, we're not gonna change it. Mm-hmm. 
we're not going to neuter it. I mean, it's it's whatever you do. Yeah. So, um, and you know what's interesting? About a year into Pantio Productions, God, 10 Eight, years now. 1842? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, War of Northern Aggression, you know. <laughs> It took me moving to the South to hear that. I was like, uh, you mean the Civil War? No, War of Northern Aggression. You're a Yankee, aren't you? Oh, shit. So um, one thing I, I was told but way back about a year into filming, they're like, I had, I had my own crew. I had instructors saying, ah, oh, Fernando, you're going to run out of stuff. You only got another year so you can go with, with content. Mm -hmm. Ten years later, they could fuck off. Yeah. Because you know what? Everyone has a way they do a carbine, the way they run a carbine. Everyone has a way, a way they run a pistol. Sure. Everyone has a way they do whatever it is. So sometimes a viewer will watch our videos and they'll watch one of our tier one instructors and it will not connect with them for mm -hmm. whatever reason. That person sure. just will not connect with that instructor. But they'll get another instructor doing the same stuff, but a little different. And for whatever reason, they connect with that instructor. And at that point, it drives the point home. And then they become a better shooter. They become a better, they become a better gun handler. Mm -hmm. So there is no, well, because we already covered carbine with all these guys, because we already covered pistols with all these guys, well, why are we gonna, you know, why would, why would we stop doing it? You mm -hmm. know, everyone has a little different take on it. Yep. And you know what? If I have 120 videos on pistol, I'm still short, I need more. Mm -hmm. Because I don't see us being in a situation where, okay, it's all been said and done. No, because we'll always have that instructor that had a scenario that happened to him mm -hmm. that maybe changed the way he does something that a viewer is gonna benefit from. Sure. And there's, there's millions of people out there that own guns. Yeah. And we forget, they're not all running high-speed, low-drag gear. It, but I'm going to stop you there. You don't need to. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what people need to understand. You know, get you a firearm. Right. I don't care what you get. Get you something decent and train with it. Yeah. You, you don't need umpteen gazillion dollars, gadgets, widgets, because that's what they are. They're gadgets and widgets. Yes. Yeah. To certain people, they can bring them to that next level. Mm -hmm. But for the average person, have a good quality handgun carbine, whatever the case may be, a good quality optic on there. And then get your training down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like with me, I don't know. I don't know of anybody else, and I could be wrong. I'm not out there cyber stalking. Like, I harp an administrative load. How to load your weapon a certain way every single time. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it just gives you, this is how we get our gun into action. Sure. There's some fundamentals in there that I'm working. So, for example, if I'm a patrol officer and I draw my pistol out from the holster, I get a draw on there. I can check my sights to make sure I'm not missing my sight. I don't have a bubble gum, mm -hmm. whatever on there. I load it. I know there's a round in the chamber. I know I'm good. I've conducted a mag change. I've kind of done some things prior to going out on shift. Just adds to my survivability so I can go home to my family. No, so, makes sense, makes yeah. sense. Um, I had a scenario happen to me that was interesting. I was at the range, mm -hmm. at my range, and I was there with the range safety officers and we're standing on the rifle bay. And as you know, at our facility, the rifle bays, the rifle bay is parallel with the handgun bays. Mm -hmm. And there was a husband and wife and a child and they were, they just got a brand new gun at a local store. 
and they never shot at our facility before. And they were on one of the handgun bays and they wanted to uh, run that pistol, which was great. I, I love seeing families together. Mm -hmm. The wife came over to me because they had a problem with the gun, malfunction. And I thought, you know what? All right, let me go see what the deal is. And sure enough, they had one of the worst kind of feeding malfunctions. You have a round, a live round. I don't know how they did it. Um, it was a semi-auto. It was a quality semi-auto. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one of these rinky-dink pieces of crap. But they had a semi-auto that had a live round in the chamber and a full magazine. So, you know, you're trying to run another round into the, into the chamber, but you mm -hmm. have a round there already. And the slide is half in battery, and they're not able to get the gun into action. So what do they do? They stopped. They didn't know what to do. So they came, to, they came over and asked me if I could help them. And I realized, shit, they don't know how to bring this gun into battery. They don't know how to, they don't know how to bring it back into action. Mm -hmm. And this is something that they should have learned already. So I spent the time and I sat there and I showed them first, this is how you clear the jam. So we have the situation where you have a mom and dad and a son. The son is, is obviously not gonna know anything. The mom and dad have this gun that is now not in battery. So I walk them through, drop the magazine. Well, for, first, lock the slide back. Mm -hmm. Now your slide's locked back. Drop the magazine. As soon as the magazine dropped, the extra round dropped out. Gun is ready to go back into battery. Mm -hmm. Reinsert mag, do you have another magazine? No, this is the only magazine you have? Oh, you just bought the gun. Oh, okay. Reinsert the magazine, bring the gun back into battery. Oh, now the gun's functional. Let me see how you hold the gun. Whoa, don't hold the gun like that. Mm -hmm. You know, let me see your two-handed hold. Uh, granted, it wasn't as bad as holding the wrist, but it was the equivalent of the teacup technique. And it's like, wow, damn, haven't you watched our videos? We got that covered. Yeah. So I spent a good amount of time, I don't know, 45 minutes there, walking them through the fundamentals that now it's a learning curve for them. Now they're no longer there to shoot. They're, little, they're there to learn. Mm -hmm. And they realized this is how you bring your gun back into battery. So I, then I, I simulated the same exact malfunction, showed, okay, here's a round in the chamber. Here's a full magazine. Mm -hmm. Lock the slide back, drop the magazine, get the round out of the chamber, rack the slide back. Okay, gun is good, gun is functional. Insert the magazine, rack the slide, your gun is back into back yep. in action. And they were so thankful and I, I felt so bad, not because I had to help them. I was happy to help them. I felt so bad that they didn't know how to clear this malfunction. But you know, I, I think here's the thing, because we've seen with this pandemic, a super increase in firearm sales. Yes, record sales, record sales. You know, and, and again, the part that worries me is how many people out there have bought a firearm and mm -hmm. don't know. Yes. And and to me, here would be, I guess if I could be king for a day, I think here's what you do, right? If you had the actual firearm and then you plug an airsoft side by side. Good point. I mean, think about it. I've got my firearm, yes. I can still work those manipulations on my actual firearm. Mm -hmm. But now I've got, I'll just call it the airsoft partner mm -hmm. to work some things out figure out, hey, maybe I'm not comfortable with my grip. You know, granted you can't work malfunctions, things like that. Sure. But I can still work that firearm in a way, or I can work that airsoft that correlates to my firearm. So now when I go to the range, 
I feel more comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, I would say, man, I, I, like I said, there's probably people be out there cussing, fussing, but I think there's a definite place for the airsoft tools. And I think the tools is, is a good word for it to supplement your firearm training. Because if I've got one in one, mm-hmm. man, I'm money. In fact, um, I hate to say it. I know it's, it's, it's not going to happen, but I wish there was an airsoft equivalent mm-hmm. of every handgun that's out there. At least for semi-autos. Sure. Because then they would be able to practice at home, in the comfort of their home, mm-hmm. get all the stupid things out of the way at yep. home. You know, not knowing how to get the magazine correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing how to work the action. Mm-hmm. Side alignment. Grip. Get all that worked out. Work on all that, on those fundamentals mm-hmm. at home with a target system at home, whether it's a, an empty can, mm-hmm. a, a box, uh, as you've shown in the video, yep. which people will see yep. very soon, yep. um, uh, or a electronic system where you now have in the comfort of your own home, uh, an IDPA IPSC style target. Well, that, that's one of many. Yes. There's a dueling tree, you've got a hostage, you've got a regular threat target, you've got a bullseye. I mean, you've got a Marriott, and even on that one that you saw that has the IPSC target, mm-hmm. now there's target ID. Uh-huh. So even if I've got my wife and she doesn't have to be a super shooter, call number, shape, sizes, whatever, Right now I've got to work to go find those things on the target, and oh, by the way, versus being a huge IPSC target, now they're smaller. Yeah. Now it focuses on my marksmanship. It, so, it, it's a constant reminder having a gun range. And, and the ironic thing is we secured a range facility for one purpose, to film our instructional video, uh, videos. Then th- thanks to actually a, a good friend of mine who happen, actually happens to be my lawyer, he recommended that why don't you start a gun club mm-hmm. and um, let people use your facility to hone their skills. And you walk the range and you watch this gamut of, of individuals from, and I love it, to see a mom and dad with their kid running a Ruger 10 mm-hmm. or a 22 pistol. And they're showing them how to load the magazine. And they're showing them um, how to bring the gun into battery and how to engage like a, a steel target, you know? And these kids are like all intent and learning, you know? That's where it should start. Oh. You know, that's... You, you, yeah, because here's the thing. I remember when my son was in Scouts, I ended up teaching the rifle shooting, rifle and, and shotgun merit badge, mm-hmm. you know, to his scouts. Because nice. I had the qualifications, I got the merit badge. But let me tell you, teaching that next generation, yes, that's, that's a huge rewarding factor. Yes. Teaching, obviously, my military, you know, law enforcement officers out there, because I know those guys are on the front line. Mm-hmm. I know that the chances of them having to use that is a lot higher than my scouts. Right. But there's been there's been scouts that have used their skills, you know, home invasions, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. to defend themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those skill sets that if you have it, I hope you never have to use it. Right. But if you do, be skilled to do it. And that way, you know, there's no issues, dramas. But yeah, it's, you know, the families out there, um, it was funny because this last class I was going to run down at Pantio, we had to end up, you know, we adjusted a little bit because of the, the, uh, COVID virus, but yeah, I had a three generation. I was super stoked. I've never had 
a three generation uh, class. So basically I had a grandfather, a father and a son that was all gonna be in the class together. You know, I've, cool. I've had father sons, you know, things like that, but I've never had that far and that was gonna be a cool deal. And hopefully we can, once all this is done to circle back, but to see a three generation oh, you know, that's family awesome. out there training. That's yeah. awesome. But, and here we are, a prime example, mm -hmm. the COVID virus. Something that most people, it'll never happen in their lifetime again. No. Okay. Uh, where the entire country, to some degree, is under a lockdown. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, whether you're restricted during your travel or you're literally stuck at home. Well, how do you practice? Well, you're not going to go live fire in your house. I mean, <laughs> I... I, I you could, but it's going to get kind of awkward really fast. <laughs> and your neighbor, if you live in a townhouse or an apartment, it, yeah. it's going to get ugly really fast. But yeah. um, here is a prime example of across the entire country, mm -hmm. two things happened. We spiked in gun sales. Mm -hmm. We spiked in ammunition sales. Yep. What are you going to do with all these guns and ammo yeah. if you don't know how to use them? Yep. I get it. You want to have these guns. You want to have this ammunition. But... If you don't know how to use it, that would be like me buying a tool and not knowing how to run it. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, I need an air compressor to run this air hammer? Oh, I need nails, you know? And then, oh, wait, how do I load the nails in the air and the, and the, and the hammer, mm -hmm. you know? So it really comes down to people need to practice and they need to, be, they need to understand that it's okay to get it wrong because you're trying to get it right. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Totally. And so. I mean, here's here's a lot, you know, I don't know where we're sitting at for time, but, you know, kind of the last selling point. I want to see if we could really airsoft move. I think it would be a huge benefit for our LEOs. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if they could have easily accessible airsoft training areas, you know, equipment, whatever the case may be, boom. So they can go out. Yes. Whether before shift, after shift, whenever, get their reps in like they need to. Right. Same thing with our mill guys. Think about it. Military is all locked down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's out hitting the ranges, you know, doing that stuff. Hey, Sarge, can I hit the airsoft? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Well, so it's a point though. Law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement, they're dealing with civilians on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. They don't get enough time in on the trigger. No. A lot of times it's because that agency can't buy the ammo because they can't afford it mm -hmm. for the officer to go practice. Yep. I, mean, I, I don't know how many times I've had free classes at our range <laughs> where it's free to law enforcement and officers aren't going to come because they're not allocated enough ammo yeah. for free training. Yep. So then we have to supply them that, that free am that ammo mm -hmm. so they can, can they get their training. Yeah. So here's a situation where across the country, those that are in the training departments should and I, I sincerely mean this, hear me out there. If you're in law enforcement, if you have the ability to make the decision on, on firearm selection, on ammunition, buy airsoft guns, buy lots of the, the BBs, mm -hmm. buy the air, buy, buy the uh, CO2s, um, get over that, that, that whole, um, uh, uh, I don't know, that, that, that misconception. It it's, I think the misconception is this, it's a toy. And really I'll, yeah. I'll focus to the camera and, and I'll, I'll hit it up. Here's the thing, I was in the same boat guys. I am the ultimate skeptic. But I will tell you this, using that electronic target, 
using Airsoft to me, and then, oh, by the way, my wife kind of jumping on board going, when are we getting ours? Here's my thing to, you know, the training guys out there, you owe it to your guys. Give them an easy deal that they can sit there and at least have a training session there. Those bottles of BBs, 5,000 BBs, 20 bucks. Cheap money for you guys. That's 5,000 trigger pulls. Get you a couple cans of, you know, the green gas. And I mean, you can get your guys training. We haven't even touched on how to use the airsoft on a force on force. But again, it gives you a multitude of tools you can use to make sure, and I say guys in a unisex way, that your guys are trained because you want each and every one of them to come home at night. Absolutely. And that's, that's it at the end of the day. You know you got a target on your back, but bring these guys home each and every night. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that's spot on. I mean, yeah. I, people need time behind the trigger. Mm -hmm. and, and in reality, it doesn't have to be a real gun. It could be an airsoft gun with it, BBs yep. and practicing on a target mm -hmm. and learning how to manipulate a firearm. 100%. And you will find that all of a sudden these officers are raising their skill set mm -hmm. for next to nothing in money. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate the time. 100%. Uh, I know I have here. a hungry crew and you're hungry and I'm hungry. <laughs> and it's, it's about time to eat after, after a long day of filming. Although after having this wonderful bourbon that I'm going to keep on this side now. That's fine. Keep it on this side. <laughs> I see I how it is. I just need a long straw. I just need a long straw. Chill the bottle and a long straw. Mm -hmm. Then I'm golden. Nice. You know? So um, it was good to talk to you. Yeah. Great talking with you. Great, great, cha great chance to, to uh, unwind mm -hmm. and talk shop and um, we need to do it again. Absolutely. So take care, everyone. Get an airsoft gun. Get some cartridges, CO2, get some green gas. If you don't know what green gas is, you'll find out. And um, get lots of BB, get bio biodegradable BBs. Be, be uh, friendly to the environment. 100%. You know? We don't want the entire world to come to an end because we're all running airsoft with, with BBs that don't degrade. You know? Get your biodegradable and reuse your aluminum cans. Yes. Or your boxes or- yes. Pots and pans, old, <laughs> use your wife's old pots and pans or whoever. We didn't use pots and pans. I think we used the uh, the baking pan, the smaller one. Use pots, she might be on you. It may bounce back. <laughs> you know? But if you're wearing the right eye protection, it'll be fine. I pro hey, always. I pro. Hey, um, That's it. if you're running Oakleys, you know, then you're golden. Because if you're running your Oakleys, then you're going to be able to have no problem running your airsoft all day. Mm -hmm. And when someone shoots at you with your airsoft, because, ooh, that's what we need to do. Tomorrow, we shoot the crew. I like it. Just they, don't shoot the cameras. No. No, no, just the crew. We're good. Put your protective <laughs> protective caps on your legs. Oh, I got those already. <laughs> we're good, we're good. Just, just go, for, go for legs. Go for That's it. I think we'll be good. Anyway, take care. For more on the Make Ready videos from Pantio, head over to makeready.tv, pantio.com, subscribe, check out our content. There's a lot there. And if you're stuck home right now because this coronavirus, you got stuff to watch. Stop binging on Netflix. Stop binging on Hulu or all that other crap. Here's some stuff you could be learning. Pantio.